Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. All right, this is going to be for 2 Samuel chapter 11. Now, this is the story of David and Bathsheba, and one of the things that saddens me the most about this story is that David didn't have any friends that could tell him what was going on and what he was doing wrong. There wasn't anybody to correct him. There was no friends that said, don't you, be, don't you think you need to be thinking about this? Verse 1, it came to pass after the year was expired at the time when kings go forth to battle that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel and they destroyed the children of Ammon and besieged Rabbah. But David tarried still at Jerusalem. David was supposed to go to war. It was springtime and the war against the Ammonites could be resumed. Up to this point, only the, the, their auxiliaries had been, had been crushed. The ark was now with them and used in battle, and David should have been with them. He had been so successful in battle that he didn't think he needed to go forth this time. So this time, David is not where he's supposed to be, and that's the beginning of the downfall. Verse 2, And it came to pass in an eventide that David arose from off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house, and from the roof he saw a woman washing herself, and the woman was very beautiful to look upon. He walked upon his roof and saw Bathsheba washing herself. It was that time of the month. Many homes had flat roofs. David's home was probably tall enough to be able to see into the courts of several homes. Again, uh, had he stopped at this point and gone back into his house, there would have been no problem. But he lingered uh, and sent there and had some thoughts that he shouldn't have. Again, I'm sure that the Holy Ghost is telling him, you should have gone to war. You should not be on the roof. And uh, the Holy Ghost was probably telling him things he should not be doing here uh, that he continued doing. Verse 3, And David sent and inquired after the woman. Here's one more step. And one said, Is not this Bathsheba the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? David sent to find out who the woman was. He learned that her name was Bathsheba, which meant daughter of the covenant. The wife of Uriah, which meant Jehovah is my light. When he heard their names, he should have stopped there and not proceeded further. Their names should have been a reminder to him of covenants in Jehovah and doing the right things. His thoughts were wrong. His thoughts turned to action. If he had just controlled his thoughts, he would not have committed adultery. He was lazy. He should have been in battle with the army. He should have been reading his scriptures, having family prayer, family home evening. But he got casual in his righteousness. Verse 4, And David sent messengers and took her. Again, if there would have been a friend among his servants even that said, you shouldn't be doing this. Power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And she came in unto him and he lay with her and for she was purified from her uncleanness and she returned unto her house. David commits adultery with Bathsheba. If David had repented at this point, he would have been forgiven and exalted. Instead, he compounded his sin by murdering Uriah, Bathsheba's husband. And the woman conceived and sent and told David and said, I am with child. And David sent to Joab, saying, Send me Uriah the Hittite. And Joab sent Uriah to David. Now the cover-up begins. And when Uriah was come unto him, David demanded of him how Joab did and how the people did and how how the war prospered. I kind of suspect that maybe uh, Uriah knew what was going on. 
And David said to Uriah, Go down to thy house and wash thy feet. And Uriah departed out of that king's house, and there followed him a mess of meat from the king. David sends for Uriah and orders him to go home. He hopes that Uriah will sleep with his wife so that it will look like the child is his. But Uriah slept at the door of the king's house with all the servants of his lord and went not down to his house. I think that Uriah knows something's wrong. Verse 10, And when they had told David, saying, Uriah went not down into his house, David said unto Uriah, Camest thou not from thy journey? Why then didst thou not go down into thine house? Uriah refuses to come home. He is one of the thirty top leaders in the army. And verse 11, And Uriah said unto David, The ark and Israel and Judah abide in tents, and my lord Joab and the servants of my lord are encamped in the open fields. Shall I then go into mine house to eat and to drink and to lie with my wife? As thou livest and as thy soul liveth, I will not do this thing. And David said to Uriah, Tarry here today also, and tomorrow I will let thee depart. So Uriah abode in Jerusalem that day and the morrow. And when David had called him, he did eat and drink before him, and he made him drink. And at even he went out to lie on his bed with the servants of his lord, but went not down to his house. And it came to pass in the morning that David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it by the hand of Uriah. And he wrote in the letter, saying, Set ye Uriah in the forefront of the hottest battle, and retire ye from him, that he may be smitten and die. So now he's asking for Joab to make make sure that Uriah dies in the battle. And it came to pass, when Joab observed the city, that he, he assigned Uriah into, unto a place where he knew the valiant men were. And the men of the city went out and fought with Joab, and there fell some of the people of the servants of David, and Uriah the Hittite died also. Then Joab sent and, and told David all the things concerning the war, and charged the messenger, saying, When thou hast made an end of telling the matters of the war unto the king, and if it so be that the king's wrath arise, and he say unto thee, Wherefore approached ye so nigh unto the city, when ye did fight, knew ye not that they would shoot from the wall? Who smote Abimelech the son of Jerubbesheth, and did not a woman cast a piece of a millstone upon him from the wall that he died in Thebes, in Thebes. Why went ye nigh the wall? Then, shall, then say thou, thy servant Uriah the Hittite is dead also. So the messenger went and came and showed David all that Joab had sent him for. And the messenger said unto David, Surely the men prevailed against us and came out unto us into the field, and, he, and we were upon them even unto, unto the entering of the gate. And the shooters shot from off the wall upon thy servants, and some of the king's servants be dead, and thy servant Uriah the Hittite is dead also. Then David said unto the messenger, Thus shalt thou say unto Joab, Let not this thing displease thee, for the sword devoureth one as well as another. Make thy battle more strong against the city, and overthrow it, and encourage thou him. And when the wife of Uriah heard that Uriah, her husband, was dead, she mourned for her husband. And when the morning was past, David sent and fetched her to his house, and she became his wife and bare him a son. A year passes, but David has not repented. But the thing that David had done displeased the Lord. After a week of mourning, David brings Bathsheba to his house, marries her, and she brings forth a son. The Lord was displeased with David. David, who was the king after the Lord's heart, could have had anything he wanted, and God would have given it to him. Things were getting too easy for David. He, he had leisure to stay at home while Joab and his men were out fighting, Ammonites and Syrians. In his leisure, he looked upon his looked from his rooftop at his neighbor's wife. Leisure and lust led to adultery and then to murder, which sins had eternal re- repercussions as well as tragic earthly results. 
It is one of the shocking and serious warnings of the Old Testament that a man be ever so good and great and eminent and still have weaknesses which can lead to deeds that entirely overshadow and defeat the better self. And that was by Rasmussen. So that's the end of the chapter. I think that's one of the saddest chapters in the uh, scriptures that David, who had so much potential, and, and I'm sure that the Spirit was guiding him and trying to convince him not to do these things, and yet he persisted. And it's just sad that there wasn't a friend of David that could say, no, David, I'm not going to do this. Stop what you're doing. Uh, but that didn't happen. I, uh, I'm sorry to hear that. I bear testimony that these things are true in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See you next episode. Bye.